Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Neil and Kristen Bacon Psychic Hour. We have a caller in the queue, 310. We're going to be getting to you momentarily, but we want to let others know how to reach us. 914-338-0164 is the caller number. Press 1 if you'd like to speak with us, and we invite you to join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, and I still must post to, uh, to our other pages. I've done one. Um, what, it's kind of fun going back in time. I mean, it's not always fun going back in time, but, you know, going back into your past, what I found recently were some recordings that I, I made initially when we met, remember? Oh. So, um, there are several hours of recordings that I have. It's interesting to listen to the layers because you knew what was going on and I didn't. (laughs) I did not. But I mean, on some higher level, I did. Well, that just goes to show you that before the events at hand occurred, I was already talking about it. And you were talking about it and reviewing. I mean, there's new information. Even I've listened to those recordings before. But at this point, having the perspective that I do now, then I can hear more content regarding what you knew that I was not aware of. Even listening to them seven years ago, I, I didn't yeah, pick you up know, the uh, you know hints that you were giving. I'll explain to it another, in another reading, um, you know, well, how much is a psychic allowed to know? And can a psychic know like 80% of, and just have amazing information at hand and, and then, then not they get ask something for like else. a code to something or to break it into the phone or a phone number and the psychic is lost? It, it just seems to be a phenomenon. It, I, I know I've done a lot of readings where the information at hand was pretty, was simply amazing and accurate, but then... They might ask a certain question. They go, well, why, why can't you get that? I have no idea. They, I, well, I do have some ideas. Sometimes we're allowed to know everything and sometimes we're not. And sometimes the vibrational frequency of a question is just too tough to handle. It's like someone who wouldn't be aware of Mars and have a lot of information but quite doesn't know if there's life on Mars. They have all the components. In our situation... Um, yeah, there was plenty, but um, you know, it, it and it's kind of fun to to experience that and kind of play with, around it. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you were playing a role, and and what you told me was, I mean, after 
after things started to develop and move in that direction, I was saying, did you know about this? And you said, oh, spirit, they don't show me everything. <laughs> you were not honest well, with me. Well, I wasn't being deliberate. You were, but I mean, you, it, the fact is I had to discover on my own what was going on. And it took me a year after, it was a year after I moved here. I Maybe it was less than a year. I think perhaps it was February after I moved here and I moved here in June. And then I started listening and I, oh my God, you knew about this the whole time. And yeah. I was not aware and you didn't reveal it to me. But uh, anyway, it just, you know, it was so funny the other week. I would get to 310 in a minute. It was so funny, your joke that you set up. It was so clever. You, you know, the psychic, the sidekick, you made the allusion to psychic and psychic, you know, who knew you where you were going? And then, you know, you hit me with the sidekick joke. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Just question, though. Were you my psychic before we were a couple? Were you my psychic? You mean in another lifetime? No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like you're, this is great. I love turning. The, uh, I, it's like I'm playing your role. Um were you the psychic? Were you my psychic in this lifetime before we were a couple? Was I your psychic? You yeah, were, my, were you my psychic? Were you my psychic when we first met? Did I call you on a radio show? Yeah. And you gave me psychic advice? Yeah. So you were my psychic? Yeah. 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 Well, therefore, who's the real psychic? Uh, you were my psychic? Yeah. Therefore, you're my psychic. Oh, yeah. Whatever. You take, your, take your medicine and make it out of the show. I don't want to stop. That's fine. That's good. Okay, let's get to the caller. Okay, we're going to get to the caller. Yeah. Oh. Hi, 310. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What's your this name? This is Susan from Oklahoma. Oh, Susan, Hi. 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 I haven't, Hi. haven't touched base with you guys in a while. <laughs> Your number changed, I think. Um, no, it's been the same. No? Is it the same? I thought it was 562 for some reason, but anyway. Okay. So no, I did live in Long Beach, though. I, right. I, maybe that's the confusion. So let's yeah. get your birthday again. Okay. It's 61565. So I know last time we talked off the air that you had decided to move back to California. Yeah, I wanted to move, but I didn't, I didn't. because it, it, things just didn't weren't aligning. So okay, so you didn't move. Are you still in the same home with all the problems yes. that you're having? <laughs> yeah, okay. actually, those those kind of went bye bye. The the issues. Oh, so. Yeah, with the house, which is why probably I kind of relaxed and and felt that maybe it wasn't quite the right time, but it's just, I'm just stagnant, so I thought maybe I could get some insight from you guys. Okay, you're stagnant, and you didn't make the move, you don't plan on making the move, and... I don't know, maybe. You're not sure yet. Okay, so the problems with your house, just clarify quickly they just disappeared i mean i'm not sure well you there was to... there was like there was negative energy in the house and so i i had some people come in and do some things with the house and then i also did my own personal work and 
because of that, the negativity has kind of left the house. So, but it's a big house and it's just me and it's kind of ridiculous actually. So I'm kind of looking at that right now. So, so you're still thinking about when there was something about your job as well. Yes, I actually, um, well, I have the opportunity to be able to go back and, and work for Long Beach again. So um, that's always hanging there. And, and I, it's up until August 22nd that I have that opportunity. So I just kind of have been kind of waiting to kind of see if I, if I feel like this is the time and so every once in a while, things will happen, and I'll go, okay, this is the time. And then I will talk to someone. I will um, think about something, and then all of a sudden, it's not. So it's it's been kind of wacky doodle for the last couple of years. So. And you are, hold on, this one. So you are 57? Going 57, yeah. Or 57 now? I am. Yes. It'll be 58. Okay. 57 now. So your question is what you should, what should you do? You're asking again whether we think you should move, even though we told you we thought you should move at the time we spoke and then you didn't. Now you're wondering if this is the time to make the move. Right. I'm just wondering if this is a better time because before it just didn't work out. Well, you know, two reasons, two things here. One, why did you move from Long Beach in the first place? Refresh my memory, why you left in the first place? Well, I left because I I wanted to buy a house because I was tired of, um, you know, the rental situation, which if I move back, it's going to be the rental situation. So because I cannot afford to buy property there, there's no way. And so, um, but being in the space where I now own my property, um, it's, I still don't feel any better, <laughs> if that well, makes sense. It didn't, well, it didn't really do what I thought it was going to do. And so yeah. what I find is that I'm very isolated now, and I don't like it. So I'm just trying to figure out how to get out of this okay. because here I just I am not aligning with the people here I'm not right but you don't you don't get along with Gordon McRae and Shirley Jones <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah you're old to know where I'm going what what do you mean by negative the house is negative well, the house was negative. It had very heavy energy. And um, like, I think it had like um, a presence in it. And so I actually had a, we have shamans here. So I had a shaman come in and actually pray over it and sage it and everything. And I don't know if just the presence decided to knock it off and stop waking me up in the middle of the night because that's what was happening. And, um, or if it's left, I don't know. It's just the house has felt lighter since I did that. I just want to just 
say something uh, in the midst of your explanation about the presence that you felt in the home. I'm seeing a thunderbird, you know, like an Indian thunderbird symbol. And I don't know right. if the it was a shaman that you had. You said shaman before I could say what I was seeing. I don't know if it right. was like a Native American shaman um, or not. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, so Native American. Yeah. I could, that could be why I'm seeing that symbol. And you're a Native American, too. Part, yeah. part, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. go ahead, Neil. Sorry. Well... You know what we have to what we have to look at is it seems as though in traveling there's something internal you you brought along with you. We just can't always blame the location on your energy field of you know on one you couldn't afford it you want to buy a home. What compelled you to go to Oklahoma, of all places? My family, my family's here. So your family, so some yeah. root system is there. Now, are your parents yes. alive or deceased? So my, my dad is alive and my stepmom, and that's another thing, too. I, I ho- had hoped to have family connection. And what I found was that my family has not evolved at all. And they are very negative, um, and I don't want to be around them. And so it's not that they're mean, it's just they are whining about life, scared, um, and I just, I, it, it just really brings me down every single time I go and I'm in their presence. Uh, just a lot of negativity with them. And so I, now I feel really isolated because I thought, okay, I could come, I could be with my family, have this renewed connection and we never had a disconnection it's just I moved um, but what I found is that um, now I do feel very isolated because I don't even even my friends that I had when I was here they're very negative they're scared they're all these things and I just I can't handle it I, I talk to the people in California more than I do my own family so this is and not thing. because of Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Susan. No, the people in California are reaching out to me to see so, how I'm doing. Yeah. So this is the thing. I mean, number one, you have a decision. You're you're sacrificing owning a home. I, you weren't happy in California because you were going through the. I mean, you were in a situation where you were renting, and it was probably difficult right. to make. Well, I, I, I don't imagine it was difficult to make ends meet necessarily for your, you are in no. education, right? But still, you're yes. kind of throwing money out, out the window, paying rent, yes. and you wanted to own a home. Yes. Now, I yes. recall when you moved to Oklahoma that there were problems with the home, not just a negative energy, but your brother actually helped you get the home, right? Or helped yes. you. And it was he, in a state of disrepair, and so right. I had to do some things to get it, like, straightened out. And right. he wasn't so, honest with me about the state of disrepair. disrepair. And so that was an issue, yes. yeah. So now are those problems gone, the just state of disrepair? I mean, were there structural problems? I can't remember if it was just cosmetic. It's mainly cosmetic, and I did some things to make improvement. And then I also went, you know, I'm going to honor that it's an old house. And I decorated it in 70s. So it looks good because 
old house with old stuff, it looks good. So I'm fine because I'm very, I'm all about aesthetics. I, my That's house kind has to be very pleasing. I can't handle it. Yeah. You've got a retro vibe going that works for the yes. home and you're yes. happy with the way it looks. But what's going to happen yes. is you're going to come back to California and you're going to be in an apartment or a condo. You're going to be sharing walls with other people. So you're bringing in a whole new set of issues and you've got to figure out what's more important right. to you. I mean, it sounds like you're very unhappy in Oklahoma. We determined that you were unhappy at the time we talked to you yes. off the air. Yes. And, and I'm the type of person I'll try to, I'll try to make this the best out of the situation, but you know, I can only do so much <laughs> and then I just feel exhausted. So. And she's going to be 58. Well, you know, we're in a position of playing musical chairs here because there may be something, um, I'm wondering if there's something internal going on that where the location is getting the blame for it. Uh, So, you know, if, if in life you're compromised because you can't really afford property in Long Beach or California, so you move where you can't afford property and you buy it and you own it, but what you're trading in are close associations and friendships. So it seems like you can't have both worlds. You can't have location and friendship. You have to choose between one or the other. So then you have to say, well, this might be because my karma split. Now, that's what it it feels like. It really does. Yeah. And that's what's happening. I think now in your code, we can examine how your karma could be split. Because you actually have 615 in your month and day. And if we take the 19 in the century and turn it into a 1, the 1 and 9 is 10, 1 and 0 is 1, we have another 165. Maybe not in exact order, but the numbers reflect each other when you contrast the month and day to the year. So now we can determine in your code that there is a contrast going on. So what that means is that that your karma and what you're going through is built in. I don't know if you can escape it. It's built into your code. Now you right. are uh, 57, which is, so you're 24 years past 33, which is a multiple of your master number six. But not only that, she's four cycles beyond her karmic number of 33 at 57 years old. So this is a change, time yeah. for change. I think there's something in the location you're in now that's beckoning to you i think there's an old spirit now you may have done some sage and you you know you did all you cleaned and maybe got rid of something but i think there's still something there now here's my theory um where your home is if you step outside you see wide open space or do you see buildings um i actually have a green belt that's across from me now there's houses but there's a distance. I, I, there's not houses across the street for me. There's like a, a green belt, and then you can see the fence line and the backs of houses. Okay, here's what I think, and you can take it or leave it. I think you've been on that property in a past life, and you were buried somewhere within the vicinity of where your home is. You either died, there was a fight, there was something, but I think the bones of that lifetime are in the ground. That's what I think. Now, okay. if, if that's the case, 
there's something that's calling you back to Oklahoma uh, where you are beyond the reasoning that, well, I could afford the property, my folks are here, but I think there's something rooted deeper in the energy that you haven't discovered yet. Now, my position would be this. I think within two months you're going to discover something. Like in a movie, you discover where the ghost is and why the ghost is lost. I think you're going to discover something. My theory is this. I think that you were in an Indian tribe. You died. And your bones were buried somewhere in the general area of where you live. And I think that um, this occurred from a battle. Now, in your whole vicinity of your family background, were there ever any weapons, any guns, anything that somebody owned? My dad hunted when I was a child. Hunted in what respect? With guns. I mean, did he go out and kill bears or birds or what? He killed birds, deer. For food, right? Yeah, for yeah, he would usually make things out of them, yeah. So, and he has a pheasant that he had stuffed. Yeah. Well, you see, now, what's his background? Why did he hunt? I, I have no idea. So, see, there's I mean, something, yeah, because he's a, he's, that's a frontier man. He, that, in a past life, he'd be more frontier man than Indian. But I think there's a mixture between the two because I think, in the past life, here's what I'm getting at least. I think in the past life, you were, you were an Indian killed by a white man. Okay. And I think that somewhere along that area, you could look up the Indian tribes that lived in that area, how long they go back, were there any battles. You could do that just for fun. What do you do for a living? I work in education. She's fair. I mean, she's a high a, level. of education. Yeah, I'm an administrator, so. You're an administrator. Well, I believe that, you know, when we look at multiple past lives and and we see the way we sometimes immediately come back, sometimes we wait between lifetimes, I think you were also a teacher on the prairie. I think you had a school a schoolhouse somewhere on the prairie. Were, weren't you in the classroom too, Susan? With, is it special education? I can't remember. Yes. Yes, special right. education. So yes. I am remembering. And so you were. I remember that there was a change that happened in your job in Oklahoma. And are you at the state level? I I was there, and then I left, and now I am um, the district behavior specialist for a small district here in, in Oklahoma City. So you're still interacting. Now you're back in the classroom somewhat. You're I'm back in the classroom. Students. Yeah. You so, like, which was you like which working? was part of. Yeah, I I like the I like the work. So um, it's just really challenging here. They're really behind. And so I feel that my level of expertise is not being utilized effectively because they won't won't allow it because for for whatever reason. Right now, I don't think you're going to be happy no matter what. I don't think it's about finding the center of happiness and completing your your centeredness i think something else has to be resolved i'm not sure what it is but i think it's something um, have have you established any kind of equity in the home have you sold it 
Uh, no, but if I were to sell it, it would sell in an hour. That's what's happening right now, too. So that's so another thing. Unload it quickly. It's like, yeah, I could get rid of it. Like, I, literally, I would have to be looking for someplace to move my stuff. Well, okay, that's where how would you go? Where, you, where do you plan? Well, if that's you sold I, the home in an hour, where would you go? Uh, well, I would have to get an apartment or something until I was able to figure out other things. So that's another thing, too. Thinking about moving back creates anxiety, not because, I mean, once I get there, I'm going to go, I know, but it's the process of getting there that's anxiety provoking because there's so much that uh, it's going to move really fast. See, this is my feeling too. I mean, like I said in earlier in the show, I mean, it's like you're sacrificed. There's, there's trade-offs. I mean, it's not a perfect world in Oklahoma. It's not a perfect world in, no. world in California. And you left California no. for a reason. Were you totally happy yes. in California when you left? I was not unhappy at all. You weren't so unhappy. The thing. No. So um, I, I just, I was like just wanting a house and then it was very strange I couldn't afford a house and the last house I went to the guy told me it was going to go for 150 more than what they were asking and so I literally cried in the middle of this house and I left and he he suggested I look at condos I went to look at condos and up pops a house in the listing from Oklahoma um, how and, much is, how, and then, and then go ahead. Excuse me. Go ahead. No. No. Go ahead. Your, oh no! I just house? I just thought it was weird. <laughs> well, the house the house that came up was one hundred seventy five thousand for a three bed two bath. That's the one you're in now. No, <laughs> because that house sold in like a day. <laughs> so no. Okay. What's um, that? It, it was. It was just like the, the the catalyst that got me to thinking about, okay, wait a minute here. Um, I could literally have a house, like right away. And so yeah, yeah. then that started the process of wondering about How it. Yeah. This house that you're in now, what was the worth of this house? What's what? The value. The house you're in. What's the value of the house you're in? Okay, it's I well I paid 160 and I would make 225 if I sold it today. Minimum. You would I mean you would sell it for 225. You wouldn't make 225 yes. and there's no equity in the home even with the sale. Oh yeah, there's equity. I had to put Oh yeah. Oh, so, I mean there's, 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 there's Um I don't know. I I paid like about I did a down payment of like 36,000. Uh, so thirty six thousand at least, and then um, and then four right. years of house payments. Right. So, so that's at least well, I've got sixty thousand. Fifty, fifty, sixty. Yeah, that's what I said. Which isn't going to, which might give you a down payment on a home, but you're going to have high expenses. Um, oh no, there's you, no yeah. there. There, I would never even pursue looking at buying a home in California. Yeah. There's no way. Okay, yeah. so here even if I even if I got a better job, more money with Long Beach, there's no way. Okay, so listen to what I'm going to say to you. Listen to the numbers. You have 160 and 225. Now, in your birthday, you have a significant 615. So the 61 is in the 160. 
and the five is in the 225. Now we've got 22 left over, which is a four, and that's how Michael's jumped through since you've been 33. Do you understand what I just said? Yes. I think you're supposed to stay there because something is, there's something that didn't come up before that's coming up now. And even if it takes a few months, once you find this out, once you resolve this. Then she can decide whether she needs to move yeah, or not. The universe will get okay. a light for you where you're going to go. Because you have until August to make this decision. So it's not a decision yeah. you need to make now. No. Yeah. So I would, yeah. I think the hints I can give you, okay, I'm going to give you a few hints. If you're not already doing it, keep a daily log, just like a captain's log of what you, even if it's a sentence for a day, a daily log of your life starting today. Okay. Okay. And just write down, if you have something important, write it down. If you don't, just put down what you had for breakfast or like a captain's log on a ship. Okay. There's also, um, in this home, are there any sellers? You know, um, sellers. No. Well, I have like a little tornado thing in the garage, but it's like a that, little that, box. That that like... that, yeah. And do you, does it go underground? Yes. That's all. That's it. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. So when we look at that, now, go back into a world of imagination. That's synonymous with, your, with the, quote, burial of where you are. Wherever your bones are buried, the, the brief casual simile is that there's a, a cellar in your garage for, for tornadoes or whatever. Right. Now, there's something to do with that. The other thing I'm seeing if I say this word to you, I want you to do free association, and the word is corn. If I say corn, you say what? Chips. Corn chips? <laughs> okay. So, okay. Now, what you just said was very important because I'm going to go back to another era of time where corn chips were sometimes called wampa. And there was a commercial for corn chips. It was called Wampa. And the mascot for the commercial was an Indian. I want my Wampa. I don't know if you remember it, but you could look it up on the Internet, and you'll probably find YouTube, an old commercial for Wampa. And they were very, very – it was a very popular corn chip that was synonymous with the Indians because they grind corn and whatever. So they called it Wampa. I don't think they have it anymore. But there was something to do. If I were you, I would briefly look up a little bit of um, pioneer, the pioneers teaching the American Indians like in the late 1800s. What was that like? What was the schoolroom like? And to what extent did white female teachers teach American Indian, uh, you know, history? It was horrible. They, They imprisoned them and made them go to school. I know. They beat them. I'm aware. And you're and you're aware my, too. My ancestors actually that's what happened to them. They were in state schools and they were they were forced to walk on the trail of tears and my my great 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 grandmother was beaten and she was pregnant all the way from Georgia to here. 
so tragic. But you see, yeah. as we're discussing this, look what's coming out. And you're connecting to it on a very conscious, immediate level. You don't even have to dig in the archives. You're aware of this history. And what I'm saying is that your soul has come back to the planet in repetition to, to repeat that energy field. Maybe you were in another lifetime, you know, where you were born in Scotland or whatever. But this time, it's about the Indian heritage. So your soul came back to reconnect to one of, the, one of your assorted past lives. This time it's the American Indian and it's teaching. And it's the element of the contrast between positive and negative, teaching and then slash slavery, teaching and then slash trail of te- tears and bondage. So you're caught in, in a riptide of energy wherein some things are happening good and some things are happening bad, but there's disillusionment and confusion in the midst of it. And what I'm saying is you came back to the planet to resolve this, and part of that resolution will occur where you're currently living. Something's going to come up. It's like that old movie where there's a mystery and mystery, and suddenly the woman that's been howling outside becomes the ghost that's in the house, and the secrets are revealed and the ghost is released. It's like an old mystery, an old ghost story. You're coming back to connect to an old ghost. And that entity okay. in the house wasn't meant to hurt you. It was meant to talk to you. It will return. Right. It's not meant to harm you. It's meant to talk to you to un- unravel the mystery that's causing you uh, alienation from yourself and your environment. Okay, that makes sense. Here's just a question. When the clearing was done, did this shaman identify the spirit as negative energy in the home? No, he did not, no. Um, so what was happening is um, something was waking me up in the middle of the night, and it was like um, a cat crawling on me if, if you can I don't know if you have a cat I think you do yeah we do um, when a cat you know jumps up on the bed <laughs> and they're like on yep. top of you yeah. and how they kind of slowly lift their paws and then you can feel each paw one at a time it yeah. was like that but it was waking me up several times in the night and and I wasn't sleeping I literally um was cuckoo for a while because it was every night I could not sleep and it was scaring me because I'm like what the heck is this so when he came he actually went outside with a divining rod and said that there was a cat that had been buried in the backyard and that's what it was the spirit of the cat and he said cats are for protection so it was a trying to protect me basically but it was doing things that are con- that were contrary to my well-being and so what he did was he came in and basically said you know you have to stop doing it like this and and so it did it just stopped well the you know the, when we get to the idea of a storyline we get to the idea that the cat represents a deeper story. 
the cat is connected to a deeper story. So usually um, the, the American Indians didn't typically have cats. They had dogs. They weren't, they, they didn't domesticate. That's what I have. <laughs> yeah, you have a dog. Yeah. So the cat itself is an entity that lived in the house, but it's not connected to you. You're just an inhabitant of the house, and the spirit of the cat is mistaking you for the, you know, the owner of the house now. And the cat's right. spirit is all restless. But the cat is not your, your past life history. No. What's connected to your past life history is still yet another spirit. Right, another spirit that's a human entity, not yeah. a, not an animal spirit. We're yeah. talking about a human, right? A past life connection. So, so, so he did right. I mean, he did fine what he did. He might have softened the slumber of the cat per se. You can put a cat down under again, like a hypnotist, and and let the spirit be. But you your activity spurred the cat, and then the cat mistook you for uh, the original owner of the home. Now, aside from that, that's fine. That's fine. If you don't want the cat there, the cat won't suffer. You know, if you want the cat there and you know what it is, the cat can, you can call the cat back. That, that's irrelevant right now. What's relevant right now is the history of, of the Indian energy, could be Sioux, but the energy, the history of the energy of the Indian and, um, and how you need to connect. And when you want, when you keep this log, you may even see things written that you didn't write on yeah. it. Okay. Is it Sue? The Thunderbird is Sue. So yeah. that's, uh, it, so let's go into the Thunderbird symbolism that came in earlier. Anything in your home or any symbolism like that, that you can pull out a story in your background? No. I don't have any Native American things in my house. Yeah, I think it's. Well, I think the reason I was picking up on it is because of well, the shaman that was in your house. You got to be careful. Why? You do have Native American Indian things in your house. The temple of your body is your house, so you're oh, carrying the energy. The energy. Right. You don't have physical objects, but you have it in your mind. And when you displayed, when you explain the story of the trail of tears and the suffering that went on. That is all liquid form. That's energy yeah. inside of you that you're living with. So we've got to start to determine that. If I were you, I might, you know, there's a movie called Cheyenne Autumn. John Ford directed it. And it was one of his last films he directed. And remarkably enough, as obnoxious as John Ford could be in his, you know, American state of mind, he made this movie called Cheyenne Autumn, which depicted the Trail of Tears in a way that was sided with the Indians and their suffering. It's not a perfect film, but it, it's Richard Woodmark's in it, you know, a lot of hardcore American actors. But it did attempt, James Stewart, I think, it did attempt to uh, create a, a consciousness about the Indian plight. And you should probably watch it. You probably could have rented. It's back in the 60s, okay. Cheyenne Autumn, about a two-and-a-half-hour film. I would encourage you to see it because even if you think, well, it's not really my movie, I would watch it and make a note of what image 
or what line or what scene stands out for you. Because what we're trying to do is awaken your consciousness so that when you do leave, if you should leave, you're going to leave without karma. Because if you leave now, you're going to bring karma with you. Right. And you think that may be why it's like I'm sitting in a state of limbo, like I'm thinking about wanting to go, but then not doing yeah, it. Yeah, you're not able to get <laughs> yeah. really make the move. Well, you're not. You're not yeah, you that makes sense. You haven't finished yeah, the because I, I can't figure it out. I mean, consciously, I'm not I'm not able to figure it out. Why? I mean, just do it. <laughs> I mean, I did it before, back you yeah. know, when I was 33. Well, you know, we're anchored I, I, by I did karma. It. We're anchored by karma. And there was and a reason. Have... Well, she also was, she was, karma can move you somewhere, too. So she yeah. was motivated. You were motivated to go Why, to Oklahoma. Yeah. You, what, you, are, what are the uh, letters of your address? I mean, the numbers. 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 I was going to say the letters of my address. I was like, oh, <laughs> that would be a word. <laughs> um, it's 9109. That's a 19, which is a 10 or a 1. Which is and the same as my birth date, that. right? Huh? Well, Which is the same as the my 19, that becomes a 19, a 10, or a 1, where we get to the 10 or 1 is we could look at your two fives and put them together, or we could look significantly at the 1 in your day. Right. So there's something regarding, and you said August, so the difference between 9 and 1 is 8. And then 1 to 9 is 8. So there's an eight symbol going on. And uh, I, I just think the eight is rebirth. I just think that the other thing is, um, this might seem strange. I'm going to say one other word to you. I'll let Kristen wrap up with you. The word, okay. again, free association, cactus. Agave. Oh, you're a tequila person. <laughs> Well, me too. Any alcoholism in the family? Excuse me. Any alcoholism in the family? Absolutely. Yeah, you know it all goes back. One of the horrible, horrible sequences of history is how the Indians were displaced and became alcoholic. Just. Tragic. Yeah, it's not the Indian side though that was alcoholic. Had alcohol well, issues. I know, but, but, it's all, but we're we're talking about the melting pot of a soul. Right, and your circumference of the past lives is not necessarily what's involved specifically in this lifetime. The alcoholism right. comes in the family, but yeah. it's not on the Indian side. But your soul holds all that. Yeah, because you see, right. in your zone, you had a, a mixture. Your father wasn't a Indian, but he, he was, was a hunter, and he was a pioneer element. So the Indians and the white man, white woman, whatever you want to call it, intermingled. And that became a karmic melting pot of energy for the soul. So you can't separate this, the, the white settlements from the Indians because there's a history of tragic elements that even occur to this day. They're intertwined. So when you say, well, that's not my Indian side, no, it isn't, but it's intertwined. You see what I'm saying? 
Yes. So that's what I've got to say. I, Kristen can add anything to it, but I hope that kind of helped a little bit for the future. For it does. It's, it's make it helping it make more sense because I usually am really good about I'm going to make a decision. And so this has been driving me crazy. So. Well, now it makes sense why you were pulled yes. there and yes. why it's so difficult to make a decision right now as to whether yes. you should leave. But again, you're 57 years old. Something is going to change this year, whether it's a decision to stay or a decision to go. Okay. So, um, I mean, I think we've been pretty thorough here. Yes, you have. You guys so, are awesome. Thanks, Susan. We appreciate it, and uh, we would love to know what you decide, so definitely keep in touch with us. I will, absolutely, and thank you so much. I feel very blessed to be able to catch you today. It was actually a oh. snow day. That's why oh. I, got, <laughs> I was able to, no, to do it. You had so. I was wondering if you were on your lunch or what, 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 what it was, so... No, no, we, we're off today because it's nasty out there. So, Oh, well, I'm, I'm envious. It's like seven, I don't know how, what temperature. It's going to be 70 here today, which is no good. In the oh, winter. Uh, yeah, well, I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, maybe but, we belong here. Maybe I should move to Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We can swap. We can swap. 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 Okay. Well, have have a good day. Try to enjoy the weather. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm having problems muting. Well, we're fresh. I mean, we gave her a good reading. Good, long reading. Out of callers right now. But that's okay. You know, it's difficult to sometimes make choices and then you find out the deeper reason why there's a challenge and it becomes more you apparent. You just have to dig a little bit and um, do it. And, you know, every reading is a sort of, a good reading is a narrative and it involves the journey of the soul as much as it does the body. And sometimes when we look, we get lost in the immediacy of our situation, and we don't understand where the root system's coming from. But you've got to understand the root system of existence in order to make sense of what's sprouting on top of the earth. Yeah. Um, you know, regarding the Lakota Sioux, that was South Dakota. Um, that was their main. The Sioux was South Dakota. However, I did find a, um, while well, I was, I was searching online and I did find a reference to um, a specific tribe, the Cheyenne River Sioux in, in uh, Oklahoma. There is a Sioux tribe. Cheyenne River Sioux, the Sioux Nation. Well, divided I like the So that's probably the tribe. Yeah. That's probably the tribe. I believe this. I believe it's Oklahoma. Yeah, Grove, Oklahoma. Grove, Oklahoma. I'm just the trying Cheyenne to see. Cheyenne River Sioux. So what does it say about the Cheyenne River Sioux? Because that's, I think that's the tribe we're referring to. Right. Well, that's why I was looking. Um, 
I don't know, it just talks, I mean, it talks about the um, flag that they fly, the six colors of the flag, red, white, yellow, black, girl, racist, man, blue for heaven, green for Mother Earth. Um, they talk about the white buffalo. And this is on a site called, it's the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe, and it's Grove, Oklahoma. Now, what's funny where about, that? I don't what's know funny about that the white in, buffalo? In relation to where she lives, but. What's funny about the White Buffalo is there's a movie called The White Buffalo with Charles Bronson. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're right. It is funny. But the, now Charles Bronson played Indians. He had that kind of a face, and he actually played Indian characters. But he was in a movie called The White Buffalo. I think, um, look it up. I think that um, yes, sir. Uh, the White Buffalo also oh, starred. Oh, the guy that did Chinatown, Walter Houston, I think was in it. Movie. And I think Charles Bronson was in it. Not gonna bring up. It wasn't a great movie, but Charles Bronson, Will Sampson, Ken Novak. I know her. John Carradine. Yeah, had a good cast. Will Sampson was the guy in uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Ed Bakey. Yeah. I mean, these are people I recognize. I mean, I'm just reading off the people I recognize. But not. no. Not Walter Houston. No. John Houston. Jack Warden. I don't know who yeah, that Jack is. Warden. Clint Walker. Uh-huh. But Will Sampson. It? Yeah, he was in Cuckoo's Nest. What was... Slim uh, Pickens. Well, oh, I know yeah. Him. He's, he's one of the best. He was the guy <laughs> that, that went down in the, on, in the atom bomb in Dr. Strangelove. He was the pilot. Uh, but he was in God, Blazing Saddles and all kinds of things. But uh, now... What does it say about the white buffalo, the movie? What do you mean, what does it say the, about the white the buffalo? The description, the brief plot. Uh, when an aging wild Bill Hickok, I can't see with these glasses close, finds his dreams invaded by the image of a rampaging white buffalo, he decides the only remedy is to find and kill the creature. With the help of his old friend Charlie, he sets out across the snowy plains, unaware that he's not the only one looking for the fabled beast. Sue, chief crazy horse, has recently lost a daughter to the white buffalo, and he fears the girl's soul won't rest until he kills it. Yes, Sue Chief. So there's a reference again to Sue in the in the movie, and it might. I don't think she's on a. Yeah, she's listening. Oh, she, mm-hmm. So it might help to. Um, it might help to uh, support this position of what this individual has to do to complete her karma. You know, usually what happens is when you have to complete your karma, it's because in a previous lifetime, something, something went wrong, wrong. didn't resolve it. Well, and it explains, it explains why her journey there wasn't particularly pleasant. I mean, essentially she moved, she had difficulty finding home, finally did, and then there were all these problems that were concealed by her brother, so there's that karma in her family, the karma with the house, the land, trying to fix the home to get it to her, you know, standards. Well, there's also another code going on that we have to consider. A cat jumps on her. Now, a cat in code comes to six. Yeah, it's her master number. It's three, one, two. And that's her master number. And her months and also year. in her, um, in her uh, day. It sends out strong. Well, it's in her month. She's born in June. 
Now, I mean, it's split up in her day, and it's in her year. Yeah, six. So the cat jumping on her would would represent an energy of the third eye, the sixth chakra. So now we're considering because the eye of the cat. That was a movie too, the eye of the cat. But um, not to mention Thomasina and all these other oh, movies. Thomasina. But the eye of the cat would be. A mystery was significant, and a lot of these are based on novels too. But the cat. Oh God! What the gore? I mean, you won't. I have to. I have to back up. The cat with the yeah blood all over. I'm the cat. Well, who was in it? Robert Mitchum. Or who was that? Um, like I said, I can't see. Michael Sarazen. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great movie, but again, these illusions, does it say what it's about? A man afraid of cats. (laughs) Plots with his girlfriend to kill his rich invalid aunt whose house is full of cats. Well, well, okay. You know, it's this routine little mystery, but what it signifies, house full of filth with cats. So house cat. A house cat. So the idea is when you look at this energy, um, the the cat itself represents the third eye. So there's something about the energy of being awake at night, which I think is synonymous with the restlessness of this past life energy, the bones in the earth, and um, the prospect of resurrecting the the element of mystery. So it can be unraveled and settled with. So there's something there that has yet to be unraveled. But I think we're on to something here. I think we are. And probably, you want to close early? Yeah. We're, I think we've uh, sufficed our hour. Yeah. Uh, we are back on the air on Friday at a regular time. So we will speak with some of you then, hopefully. Bye.